0: All right. Welcome. Welcome. This is today's episode of the craft and creative podcast. I'm really excited for this one. It's more of a reflection episode and I'm actually recording video today. So if all goes well, this will be on YouTube and I'm going to try to play that game and put my podcast on YouTube and hope that the algorithm serves it up to people. Gosh, why do we do this stuff? Anyway, um, instead of giving you like a, A very quick punchy tip, I'm going to reflect on the last 18 or 19 months of being a creator. Um, Before that point, I had written online, I'd published books before, I'd done a lot of things in the creative creator economy, but I really delineate right around the end of August or September 2021 as when I really started and took it seriously, And so I wanted to talk about that mainly because this last Monday, like five days ago, I released or sent out the hundredth issue of the Craftsman Creative BCC newsletter. And BCC is a play on the the common, you know, blind carbon copy. Um, It's kind of a peek into building a creative business, but it also stands for building Craftsman Creative and maybe a hundred other things if you want to come up with your own acronym. But it was a huge milestone to reach 100 issues of anything is big. And for me, doing a newsletter consistently for at least the last, you know, weekly for the last year or so, but off and on before that, because obviously 100 isn't 18 months. Um, So it's definitely been a a process and a journey. But I wanted to reflect on that because over the last 18 months, I've done 100 uh, issues of the newsletter. Um, dozens of episodes of this podcast created a separate podcast that had its first season with my friend Joe Polizzi. I wrote and published a book. I hosted my first online digital event. I built a community and have done over $100,000 in revenue. And that is not to make you feel bad if you haven't done those things, but just to show you that there's a different path than a lot of creators take in the initial one to two years of building a creative business. And that's what I want to talk about today as I kind of reflect on some of the tenets and maxims and principles really that I've used to find success in this uh, area. So I want to reference, there was some research done by thetilt.com and I'll link to that in below or in the show notes. Um, But reports from them show that it takes an average of 17 months to become self, self-supporting self or self-sustaining, meaning your creative work is generating enough for you to live on. And it really, the one that shocked me, the, the data point that really surprised me was that they said it takes six months on average to get the first dollar. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think that it's required to wait that long to make money. I think you can start making money from day one with the right offer and the right audience. And so, The craftsman mindset, which is this outcome-focused approach to creative work, has really served me well beyond just craftsman creative. I started using it in 2017 when I left the production company I was running and branched out on my own and became an independent freelance film producer. Uh, The first thing I did was I needed work. And so I said, I need to find a job. It doesn't really matter where it is, but I need work. And the first client that I picked up was on a TV show. And I did four seasons of that TV show, and was making over six figures a year doing that. And it really was a great change from ten years of making, call it 35 dollars a year, to then instantly four xing my revenue in two years. And so that was that was awesome. That was proof to me that the craftsman mindset worked. And then from there, you know, the goal for twelve years uh, when I ran that company, and then before and after was producing a movie that's really what we wanted to do we really the first script that i wrote with the intention of turning it into a movie as a producer was in 2009 8 nine, somewhere in that range and it was 2021 when i finally was able to produce my first feature but it happened in part because i stuck around for that long so that's a principle you just got to be around long enough for compounding to take place and for things to work out but also you know, it was a shorter period of time from 2018 to 2021. And really a shorter time uh, from 2020, when I left the TV show in November 2020, to April, May of 2021, it was like six months um, of I'm going to do a movie next. And that opportunity came about because I had this outcome focused approach. And that's the way that I approached doing the business. So Yes, I have the privilege of not only the privilege of what I look and sound like, like I'm a white male, almost 40 years old, living in the United States, I'm dripping with privilege and I recognize that. Um, but it also, it took a lot of time and I built up a lot of experience and gained a lot of experience and worked with a lot of people and had partnerships and relationships and all those things over for more than a decade of working in this industry. So that certainly helped. So... If you're just starting out, don't compare yourself to people who are 10 or 15 years ahead of you on the journey. They're going to be in a different place. It's almost like saying, we're going to hike up this mountain, but you get a one-day head start. Well, they're going to be ahead the whole time, and if you measure yourself and you constantly ask, why am I not where they are, well, it makes no logical sense. Like They've been doing it longer than you have. They have a head start. So. Throwing that in there for those of you that may be listening to this and going, oh, great. Another one of these dude bros talking about how much money they make. No, it's not about that at all. It's really about framing it as what's possible if you stick around and do the work and are consistent and show up every day and you're getting better over time. So I want to just share a couple more of the principles that I've really lived by over the last 18 months, but really my entire 16, 17 year career of doing creative work. And they're in no particular order, but um, the first one is the one I repeat the most, which is success is 80% mindset, 20% strategy and skills. That comes from Tony Robbins, and it's probably the most impactful besides the craftsman mindset, but they're really the same thing, right? Mindset first, and I truly believe that you can find success in any domain if you have the right mindset. So whether you wanna be a writer or a YouTuber or a filmmaker or a musician, whatever, It doesn't matter. And it's actually possible. Like I went from there, it's smaller jumps, but I went from video production company to TV producer to film producer, and then added author and community leader and consultant to those things. They were extensions of what I was already doing as opposed to completely going from like basket weaving to being a baker to being a producer. Like those things were, are so disconnected and make no sense to jump from one to the other. So it certainly helps if your journey is getting you closer uh, to the goal where you find a little fork in the road and you go, oh, that looks interesting. And you go that way instead of, oh, I'm on the wrong mountain completely. <laughs> anyway, I digress on that one. So the mindsets that have been helpful along the way are the principles. That's really what this episode is about. Um, one of them that I love is to do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Okay, so that is huge. That was given to me by Holly um, Holly Homer, not Holly Hunter, um, but Holly Homer, who I did a course with years ago. And she talked about that's what success is. It's sticking around long enough and doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. I don't know that it needs a lot more explanation or or verbiage than that. It's really simple. Do more of what works and less of what doesn't. One of the things that works, and this came from Sean Twing, who's the co-owner of tinylittlebusinesses.com, is this concept of taking what you do, your business, your product, your expertise, your service, and putting it in front of the people who already overvalue what you do. So that has been huge, huge, huge for me. Um, The example that I've shared a number of times in just the last few months is I was on one podcast episode last year called Grow Your Video Business, and that one episode represented $25,000, over $25,000 in revenue to my business from one hour of my time. I can directly link it to consulting clients, to coaching clients, to strategy calls, and to a bunch of other opportunities and growth to my email list and my business that came directly from that audience. And why is that? Well, that audience of video production company owners or filmmakers overvalue what I do. I came in there and said, look, I'm a two-time uh, film producer. I'm, I, I was like two or three weeks away from leaving to go and do uh, the third movie internationally. And I had done four seasons of television and I'd run a video production company for nine years. So all of that experience made me extra valuable in the eyes or the ears of those listeners. And so when I told them I do consulting or you can work with me and I can help you achieve the results you want, they all believed me and they said, wow, I can't believe I get to work with this guy. That's cool. And then they came pre-sold to my business. They were ready to hire me for a call or coaching or consulting. So getting in front of the right people is huge, and I recommend you get in front of the people who already overvalue what you do. Now, another principle that I think is important to live by is giving things enough time. I kind of talked about this already, but give it 100, right? Give it 10, give it 50, give it 100. Like for whatever it is that you're doing, it might take 100 of them for it to really work. My first newsletter went out to just about 400 people that were randomly connect, collected over the years from events and from other email lists and from my personal contacts. And it was this like amalgamation of 400 people. And you know it had like a 30% open rate or something like that. So really like 100 or 150 people saw that first email. And I just crossed 4,000 subscribers to my email list right before the email uh, number 100 went out, issue 100. So that's 18 months of time, well, really longer than that, because the first one went out August of 2020. So it's like 30, 32 months of really just grinding away and going, okay, this month it's 500, this month it's 600, this month it's 700, and then it was 1,000 and 1,200 and 1,500, and then it was 18 and 25 and 30 and 35, and now it's four. So things start to compound as you give them more time. And it really takes time for these things to work. A a lot of it is just that people don't want to commit to subscribing or following or whatever if it's going to be a fly-by-night scenario. So Seth Godin famously says to people, I will guest on your show if you've done 100 episodes. If it's episode five, it's not going to happen. He wants you to show that you're in it for the long run and that you're not just trying to use him and his name to boost your numbers. So... Give it a hundred. It might be a hundred YouTube videos or a hundred podcast episodes or a hundred emails. And that's going to take, if you're doing it every week, two years. If you're doing two a week, it could be done in one year. You do three a week, it could be done in, you know, six months or eight months or whatever that is. But you have to give it enough time and enough repetitions to where it's actually working. Honestly, issue 88 of my newsletter looks different than issue 89. I was still making tweaks and updates to... The header and the structure and the layout and the everything about the newsletter and how I was promoting it and how I was finding new people. And so you've got to give it more time and then it goes back to the last principle of doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. So experiment a lot. And when you give yourself enough time from the outset, when you start at the beginning and say, I'm going to do a hundred of these, you've given yourself permission to experiment and try things. It doesn't have to work overnight and it rarely ever does anyway. So, speaking of that, it's the next principle is just getting resourceful. Instead of thinking about the resources you lack, think about how you can be resourceful with the resources you have. And so, it's really about using what you don't yet have to your advantage. Really taking stock and going, okay, I don't have a big audience, how can I use that? That's one thing I did. I got a bunch of speaking gigs, I created a podcast with a big creator. I found thousands of other creators who came into my ecosystem of Craftsman Creative because I was sharing the story of how I was doing big numbers and how I built three six-figure businesses with without a large audience. You know, at the time that I crossed six figures with my course business, I think I personally had about eighteen hundred followers or email subscribers. So the email, the business, the course business, I was using the fact that I don't have a big audience to structure the partnerships with the other partners. So I went out to people and partnered with them and said, look, I'll do all the product. I'll create the course. I'll edit it. I'll film it. I'll produce it. I'll host it. I'll do the website. I'll do the payments. I'll do everything. You just need to bring your brand and your marketing and your distribution, your audience to the table. So these creators with 10, 20, 50, 500,000 followers were handling the audience piece for me, because I personally didn't have an audience. So yes, an audience still was required. It usually is. You need an audience in order to have a business, but I didn't have one that strategically ended up being the reason the business worked because these partnerships were really solid and we were aligned in, I'm bringing as much to the table as they are. And they felt the same way. And it's been really, really great. So Lean into the things you don't have and then get resourceful. Figure out, okay, well, how can I use what I do have to get the outcomes that this craftsman mindset outcome-focused approach is what you're after, right? So getting resourceful is huge. It's so essential because I think a lot of creators get stuck or pause, press the pause button really, because they look at what they don't yet have. And they say, well, I can't do this next step because I don't have that. And I think it's bogus. I think you got to get over that. That's a mindset thing that you got to just shift and get rid of and go, no, I'm going to get resourceful. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to do what I can with what I have. All right, a few more for you. Products don't make money. Product ecosystems make money. So this is from uh, Daniel Priestley, who runs Dent Global and wrote a number of books, including Oversubscribed and Key Person of Influence. He's a really, really great friend and uh, actually was a guest presenter at the 10K challenge I did at the beginning of the year, which was awesome. It was a huge get. And oh my gosh, it's so, so important. So if you only have one product or one tier of product, meaning a low level, like sub $200 product or you're just doing the freelancing, consulting, or contract stuff of like $100 an hour to $2,500 a project, then you're really limiting the potential of your business. And so what I've been recommending since Brian Clark told me about kind of flipping the sales ladder um, back in an episode, I think it was episode nine of the 10K Creator, if you want to go listen to that, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But he talked about, you know, start at the top, start at the big budget stuff, start at the high value uh, things that you can put out there. And again, this requires that you have something that you can sell for five, 10, 15, $20,000. So for me, you know, I have a high, high ticket thing. I charge 50000 right now to produce a movie. And so that's my highest ticket thing, but I'm only doing like two of those a year. And so, If I want to have more business and I I wanna fill in the gaps, then I need to have some other high ticket stuff. So I created a high value offer in December of last year. It was $15,000 and it works, right? Because I found an audience that values that, overvalues it and says, oh, 15 grand to get these results, that's something that I'm willing to pay for. And so it worked. And now I'm just generating one or two of those clients a month and it's really solid for a business. And it makes it so much easier because I don't have the scale as far as traffic or audience or awareness to sell a thousand a month of my book, right? I'm not gonna make $20,000 a month from my book. I barely make $20 a month from my book. So going from 20 to 20,000 is not gonna happen in a month or probably even a year unless that was my sole focus or I had a lot of help. So it goes back again to being resourceful. It's like, okay, well, with the resources I have, I don't have scale. To be like a Justin Welsh who's doing $150,000 a month in sales of his products and his sponsorships. Because I don't have 100,000 email subscribers. I don't have 500,000 people following me on social media. Okay, what do I do? What do I have? Well, I have experience where I can go charge $15,000 for this thing. I'm gonna use that. And then that informs your middle offer of done with you or group consulting or coaching or community or whatever it might be. And your products so you align them all so they help people get the same outcome but you have a done for you a done with you and a do-it-yourself version so i talk a lot more about that in a recent episode of the podcast Um, it was the episode four of the movie framework so talking about implementing systems one of those core systems is your product ecosystem so you can listen to that episode to get more in depth on how to how to build that out for your business um, okay, one or two more. Um, I'm, I'll try to keep these shorter. <laughs> um, understanding the customer journey from audience to prospect to lead to customer to client. I talk about that in the visibility episodes to so go check out that. But really, you want to understand that people don't go from audience to customer right away. There are steps in between. And if you're not helping them with stepping stones or creating bridges from one phase to the next, you're not doing your job. So you want to have content and lead magnets and an email lists and all these pieces. So that's really what I talk about in the visibility and the uh, also the systems. So those two episodes from the movie framework. Um, Another one, the second to last one here, play the long game. 85% of customers purchase after the first 90 days. This is research done by um, Dean Jackson and his group, where they really looked at all the purchases within a two year period, not just the beginning of a business, but any two year period. And 85% of the customers purchased after the first 90 days. So, so many creators are using like the, the funnel approach of like, let's get a big audience, shove them into this funnel, upsell, 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 you know? And it just is, A, it's gross. We don't like being in a funnel. We don't like feeling like we're in a funnel. We don't like the anything about it. It's gross, Nicky, and I don't recommend that creators do that. Instead, use an email first approach where you're engaging an audience for a longer period of time and you're not trying to sell them at the beginning. My welcome sequence is five or six emails long. I don't talk about any of my products or services in those uh, first five. I also don't sell to them at the end. I say, if you're interested in help with this, I'd invite you to click this link and I'll send you some more information. That triggers another sequence, which gives them more info about the products and services that I have with Craftsman Creative. But they have to click that button and digitally raise their hand in order to get that Otherwise, they don't get any sales pitch from me when they come on my email list. So it's just a different approach, but you can actually 5X your business just by having that mindset of playing the long game and realizing that it might take 90 days, 100 days, 200 days, 500 days for a client or a customer to purchase from you. So be okay with that and build your business to optimize for that as opposed to just letting people go after one or two days if they don't buy. Okay. The last one comes from Derek Sivers and I love this one as well. It's been huge. It's called calling the destination and ask for directions. Now that's really what I did with the 10 K creator podcast. I was talking with Joe who had done it. You know, he's maybe 10 years, my senior, I don't know his actual age, but I assume he's in the 50 year old range. <laughs> um, sorry, Joe, if you're listening to this and that's not accurate, but, um, you know he's been doing this for 10 or 15 years longer than I have. He started in like early or mid 2000s, so that was 15 years before I started Craftsman Creative. So I assume he's you know 10 or 15 years older than I am, but not the point. The point is, he had done it, he'd built content businesses and sold them, he'd done events, he'd done books, he'd done podcasts, he'd done all the things that I'm trying to do with Craftsman Creative. And he'd done them successfully. And so when I partnered with him, part of the reason for doing so was because I was calling the destination and asking for directions. And it's literally what the show is. It's Joe, tell me how to do this stuff. And then he brought in guest experts like Jake Klaus and Daphne Gomez and Alex Grant and then Brian Clark to come on. They are also the destination that I was asking for directions. And I was just saying, look, here's where I'm at. Here's where I wanna be, help me get there. And they were giving me the directions. And within the span of the two months that we were releasing that um, podcast, I went from $1,500 a month average on my business to $15,000 a month because I sold that first high-value offer. So that's a 10x growth just for using that principle of calling the destination and asking for directions. So that's really the invitation to you as you listen to this podcast. When you're ready for the next step, the next step is really – hop on one of my free workshops. I do them every month. Or if you're ready and you know that like, oh, craftsman mindset and all this stuff, the movie framework is what I want. Well, we teach it and we implement it in the Society of Independent Creators. We do two events a year. We have monthly webinars and workshops. We have monthly group coaching calls. We have daily content and weekly check-ins and all the things that help you implement all these principles into your business so that you can grow it And it doesn't take six months to get your first dollar, it's a day or a week. We had people in the 10K challenge that hopped in and they had an idea for a business and we were telling them these principles and we were implementing them. They started putting them into action and people were doing sales calls the first week and getting new clients. And it was amazing to see what happens when you go from just consuming more information like a podcast or a newsletter to actually implementing frameworks and principles like these. So, yes, it's hard, and it, yes, it takes time, but it's worth it. You just have to be patient. You have to have faith that it's going to work out, and you have to be resilient and resourceful, but it's possible. And I'm proof of that because, my goodness, I was you know 12, 13 years of doing creative work, never growing an audience, never growing past you know 35, 40K a year to really figuring it all out. And it felt like the responsibility that I have is now that I figured it out, to be a destination for people. So I've got a destination I'm trying to get to and I'm calling them for directions, but wherever I'm at, my promise to you is that I'm gonna be a resource that you can call, quote unquote call, you can connect with through this podcast or email or the society and get directions for where you're from where you're at to where you wanna go. And if it's something along the lines of having a creative business that is resilient and profitable and fun, Well, geez, that's the stuff I love to teach. So hopefully we can connect soon. Uh, Again, I would invite you to join one of our upcoming workshops. You just go to workshops.craftsmancreative.co and you can see all the upcoming workshops that are available. I'm about to prep one for tonight. I'm doing one on (laughs) writing and launching a book. So I do these workshops all the time. They're a ton of fun. I hope you'll join me in them. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this audience and being part of the journey that I've been on. It's been so rewarding to be able to connect with so many people who are on the same path and are really desiring to make the world a better place with the things that they create. So thank you for being that type of person. I hope to chat with you soon. Take care.